0: To the Thrive in China podcast with me, Christina Kohler Kaluchir from Woodburn Accountants and Advisors. Our daily episodes on solving your China business pain points are there to help China leaders, managers, and entrepreneurs with the daily struggles they may be facing while setting up and operating in China. We look at corporate administrative battles such as tax planning, incorporation, accounting, HR issues as well as cultural and language nuances that may occur. Please share the link to our episode. Our mission is to help as many people who are struggling to do business in the China market. If you would like to schedule a call, please click on the link in the comments section of the episode. And if you would like to learn more about Woodburn Accountants and Advisors, then head on over to our website at woodburnglobal.com. Enjoy. And today we are going to be looking at disrupting the Chinese market. Is it essential for China business success? It's become a catch all phrase for almost any business innovation that shakes up and challenges the dominance of incumbents in a given market like China disruptive innovation. But what if your business idea is not too revolutionary? What if it's just a service or product that fills a gap in the Chinese market? Can it succeed without setting out to be disruptive? And what can you learn from those disruptive success stories that could be a benefit to your own business? Let's look um, at the following. Disruption is an evolutionary process. The term may suggest a revolution, but the process is one of evolution. It's important for companies to understand this because it helps to make the right strategic decisions along the path to disruptive innovation. It's tempting to apply the term to every innovation that changes the way a product or service is delivered, but there is a tactical process that goes beyond merely coming up with a bright idea. Understanding this process and how to exploit it can offer companies some insight if you spot a niche that's ripe for disruption. Now, to give you a couple of examples of disruptive innovation are success stories like Uber, Airbnb, Netflix. And the term was actually coined by a Harvard Business School professor called Clayton Christensen in 1997 in his book called The Innovator's Dilemma. Now, Christensen defined two types of disruption. The first is a low-end disruption, which is providing for less demanding customers who are being overlooked at the expense of high-end demanding customers. The second form is new market disruption, which provides for customers who are not being served at all by the established businesses. In both cases, it is a strategic decision to gain a foothold in a market and then expand. As companies concentrate on improving their products for their profitable high-end customers, this opens a back door for disruptive entrants to target those overlooked customers and potential customers at the fringes with the offer of something simpler, more convenient and at a lower cost. So if you can provide a simplified product that satisfies the needs of the low end and brings new customers into the market by being more affordable, you can actually establish yourself often without being noticed by your competitors. Even when they identify the threat, established companies tend to be so entrenched in that process they've established through years of refinement that they freeze, unable to react or adapt to that disruption. Now, I wanted to provide a couple of tips for Chinese businesses. This tactic, then, is to start at the fringes and work your way in. Over time, you can move upmarket, developing your services to attract higher-end customers in China. When those customers begin migrating from your competitors to you in high volume, disruption occurs. Understanding this process will also help your new Chinese business to develop strategies and innovations to make a product upmarket once you have gained that all-important foothold whilst being able to capitalize, obviously, on the advantages of being ignored by the established competitors in the early stages. Now, let's look at a couple of examples to bring it to context. Netflix versus Blockbuster, Okay. In its early days as a DVD by mail service, Netflix appealed to a customer base overlooked by video rental shops like Blockbuster. They didn't care about the latest releases and they weren't phased by having to wait a few days to receive their DVDs instead of driving to a store to satisfy an immediate need. Furthermore, returning DVDs by mail wasn't wildly different from having to return a Blockbuster rental, except you didn't get charged any late return fees. Blockbuster didn't recognize Netflix's true disruptive trajectory and ignored the threat, even declining to buy it for 50 million US dollars in 2000 and blockbuster eventually collapsed in 2010 now Netflix is estimated to be worth billions of dollars right you've got to look closely at how your potential competitors in China are ignoring the wants and needs of certain customers and think how you could tailor a simplified more affordable and customized service in order to build a lawyer loyal customer base be prepared to see the process through over a number of years if necessary. And don't be afraid to pivot your service offering around tech advancements in the delivery of that service or that product. And in a lesson to all potential market entrants on the importance of long-term strategy and the disruptive process, Netflix continues to innovate in its move up market. In 2012, it began co-producing its own original shows. And, you know, it's just, pivoting itself year on year. Another example would be Airbnb versus the traditional hotel industry. The accommodation rental platform was born after its founders offered air mattresses in their San Francisco apartment to help pay the rent. And although it hasn't obliterated its original competitors in the way like Netflix did, it did cause considerable disruption in the accommodation rental market. And according to hospitality industry figures, You know, there was millions of U.S. dollars taken away from the hotel industry. From the start, Airbnb offered a place to lay your head in somebody's spare room at a low cost without all the frills associated with big chain luxury hotels. The low value customers that attracted were either priced out of the hotel industry or simply wanted somewhere to sleep for the night without having to pay for a premium product that they didn't need. The lesson here is not to overcomplicate your proposition by offering features nobody wants. Now, what lesson can you take from this? In this case, the process of disruption came fast. Having established the business model of matching property owners and guests, its ability to move up market so fast was due to the fact that it could scale up quickly and was able to build its brand and presence through social media with no significant marketing budget. So if you've spotted a weakness at the low end of an industry, an appreciation of disruptive theory can prepare you to move fast to establish your brand and scale up quickly before others get there fast. Okay. Not all innovators are disruptive, nor does every truly disruptive path lead to success. Like any business innovation, disruption still requires a good idea. And like any business success, it still needs a well thought out strategy as well as a self-determination to see it through. But understanding the business model behind genuine low-end disruption could help you to identify the opportunities in the Chinese market that put you in a position to exploit any niche or weakness you discover. Most brands that come into China focus on tier one cities because everybody is in the tier one cities and it feels like the success stories are in the tier one cities. But nobody focuses on the lower end tier three, tier four cities that may bring you that foothold into the Chinese market. They don't want to go to those markets because, one, it is more like the wild, wild west. But don't have that fear. Think carefully about your plan and think carefully about how you're going to disrupt the market when you do come in. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, do not forget to hit the subscribe button, leave a rating and review as this helps other individuals find us. If you would like to discuss your China business pain points, check out our show notes, which has a link to our diary to book a call directly with me. See you soon.